Sunday I gave the kids hallelujahs. And if you were here on Sunday and you got one, now is the time to bury it. Praise God, we sing. Hallelujah, we sang. You notice that for the gospel this evening, we did not say hallelujah. We said, return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and just. This passage, because we have the same scripture every Ash Wednesday, um, we don't go through three different ways of doing it. It's so critically important and so centering that we have the same scriptures every year. So for 32 years, I have pronounced this scripture, and then I've disfigured people's foreheads. And I felt like a maximal hypocrite. And they use that term in here, you know. We're beginning Lent, so all the Christians you see are running around with black on their face, and all the other people going, hey, what's that on your face? You know, and if... if uh, we happened to be in a year where we did it early in the morning, a um, couple years in Washington State. Some of the pastors, uh, we all got together in our different cities, and we went out on the street corners and put ashes on people as they were driving by. People would pull over and want ashes put on, and it was really neat. And all day long, people were going, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, you're one of those Christians, aren't you? Oh, you're starting to fast. You've gotten rid of all the, the leaven and you've got rid of all the fat, right? Did you do Shrove Tuesday yesterday? Did you get pancakes in, in uh, Anamosa? It was the Methodists that did it for all of us. And, <laughs> and we had our Shrove Tuesday um, uh, celebration, Mardi Gras. And then 40 days and 40 nights. But we at least honor this to the degree that in the morning, probably is rubbed off on the pillow and the sheets, and, and usually this won't last until, you know, tomorrow too much. And then for 40 days and 40 nights, we get on with business. Now, my mother was Missouri Synod, and of course by now I would have decided if I was giving up spinach, maybe broccoli, but then when I realized, no, I wasn't giving up something I really didn't want anyway, and it became chocolate. And after years and years of giving up things, it was clear to me that it was kind of neat because when I thought about that Hershey's bar, I said, no, not now, and I would think about Jesus. And sometimes I'd think about what he gave up for me that I might be saved. He gave up to me that I might be able to live. And that was a sacrifice. But we're not that heavy, we moderns, into sacrifice so much. Um, but after a while, I thought, you know, I'm a Lutheran, I believe in grace. Maybe instead of giving something up, I'll add something, an extra prayer, a different meditation, a, a reading that I'm going through. How many of you already have a Lenten meditation picked out that you're getting ready to start, okay? You can get them online. They'll just deliver. They'll show up in the morning for you. Um, they're in books. They're in all kinds of forms. A very good way, and it reminds me again daily about Christ, one that I've been using for about a year now and I dearly love um, is Jesus Calling by Sarah 
young. young. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like Jesus in the morning, the very first thing I do when I roll out of bed is read it. And she writes as if Jesus were speaking to me this morning and talking to me. And, and it's a way of focusing. But disfiguring the face. Hey, think of it this way. X marks the spot of the treasure inside that we are searching for. Now, Sunday, the, the popper didn't go off all that great. It didn't scare the kids. Um, there weren't surprises all over. But I hope what they heard when they looked at the light on the inside of that flashlight was, and it was kind of a shot over the bow. We have 40 days to look inside and see who we are. And 40 days to see what God is doing with us. And his light, as things get darker and the days are still getting longer, and, and that, that's what Lenten means, is they're lengthening the days and um, the nights. But we have the opportunity to seek the treasure that God is placing inside us and see how it is changing and shaping us. And possibly as we look in there, we're going to see little tags. Out in the, in the uh, Pacific Northwest, there'd be a timber cruiser go through and he'd mark trees. This one goes, this one stays. And maybe in this Lent, when we look inside, we're going to see things about ourselves. This one stays. This really is drawing me closer to God and making my life more blessed, giving me more courage. And that one goes. It keeps distracting me from God. It keeps depressing and dragging me down. So I I love this invitation to look inside. X marks the spot tonight that we look inside for the treasure. That ashes may be on the outside it may seem sad because sometimes looking inside, we see things. I heard a definition of tears. They mark the places in our life. We cry when we enter places that we don't go very often. And so as we mark the ashes, as we consider the hard and even messy parts of life, may it also mark the treasure that's inside us. And may we watch it grow. And may we then be ready for resurrection, for new life, the treasure that is then open to all. Does that make sense? I'm glad that we can share these ashes and this entry into the Lenten series um, together. Amen? Amen. Hey, all right. I appreciate Paul's letter that we are new creation with him. I tell you, this Ash Wednesday probably will have more meaning for me than Ash Wednesdays of days gone by. Liz and I had a wonderful opportunity to go and spend some time with my folks in Sun City, Arizona. But I tell you, it was a hard trip. My dad is now using five liters of oxygen, and it's one activity a day. 
Whether it's going to church, that's the one activity of the day. Or going to Costco for a hot dog, that's the one activity of the day. As we get older, really for all of us, we come closer to our death. This is probably the most solemn service of the whole church year. But I'm thankful for Paul, who, like Jerry shared, is read every Ash Wednesday. The Holy Spirit gives us new life. We have that hope in the resurrection. This evening, we look at our sinful selves. We are. I am. We are human. And with that clings this thing called sin. We can't escape it. It's why your pastor wears black. Oh, there's a little light shining here. Mm -hmm. And on Sunday mornings, we cover up this black with a white ope. We're clothed with Christ. We cannot free ourselves from our sinful ways. This freeing only comes from God's gift to us through the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. And so we pause on this most solemn evening and we're reminded of the penalty of sin, which is death. I can't tell you how many times in the last couple of days I've been thinking what it's going to be like without dad. And then I think about my own mortality. What am I doing with my life? It is a gift from God. And there isn't a thing that I can do to save myself. Christ does that for me. The Apostle Paul had this to say about new creation. It comes from Christ who's already in us. There is something more powerful than death, more powerful than sin, And if I could lift that baptismal cover off and take the water and drip that over it to remind us of our baptism, the same baptism that we share with our Lord at that River Jordan, that we're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we trust that Christ is found in us, then we trade our sin for God's goodness and mercy, our sin poured into us, our sin poured into Christ on the cross. This is why we just don't smudge ashes somewhere on our body, but we make the cross. For Christ died for us, the Lamb of God This realization of our death found in Christ in us has great meaning for Paul. 
We can and will endure hardships. We will suffer even unto death. My dad's better days are behind him. Tough days lie ahead of him. We can and we will endure. Hardship will come. We will suffer, even unto our own death. But as Jerry shared, we have the gift of eternal hope, the joy found in the living Christ. What a difference this truth has for us, knowing that Jesus Christ lives in us and lives in our neighbors as ourselves, both now and eternal. I want you to come, Jerry and I want you to come to receive these ashes, these ashes marking markings that are on our forehead and we're about to see them on our neighbor's forehead. I want you to also see not only those marks, but I want you to see God in their face knowing that God is lovingly at work in their lives, drawing them into God's righteousness, not only them, but also us, that God loves us through Jesus Christ. In doing so, we have nothing to fear, says Paul. And yet we're more than decaying clay pots. We are loved beyond the grave and have a bright and beautiful future, a future in the kingdom of heaven, for without God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we are but empty vessels destined to fall from grace and mercy and eternal hope. But that's not who we are. We are children of God. May we choose like Paul to be servants of a living God, dying and yet living on. Beaten, yet not killed. Sorrowful, but always rejoicing. For we have before us life. Remember your baptism. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit. And you are marked by the cross of Christ forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.